And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I'm Luke. I'm joined by perennial AT Ryan Legrand. Hello. That means the big. It does, indeed. And uh, captain of the B team, because his name starts with a B, Mr. Benjamin Turner. What up? <laughs> All right. Um, we have some news. Uh, let, let's break into it. Ryan, why don't you get us started? All right. So uh, we're finally back on Team of the Week. And it's a legitimate Team of the Week because Dami's on it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it standard. is. Your standard Team of the Week. It's um, standard. They didn't Dami's spell there. Player of the Week, though, because I was pretty sure that you spelled Dami with a D, not with an A, but yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was, uh, uh, that was shocking. Not to have a I don't guy know what that scored quality a brace, control but... is at uh I think I think they gave it to a Greenville player because they finally won a game and they won one convincingly. Because they moved out of twelve. Greenville needed it a lot worse than we did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um very happy to see JP on there and uh, above and beyond his his field play. That beautiful assist. Oh, yeah. uh, Assist from the gods. Yeah. Right. With with the jersey tug. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, third third goal setup. So uh, kudos kudos to our two guys. Um, we we're gonna be dropping the Dami the Journey, or is it the journey with Dami? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's been so long since we've done one. Yeah. I think it's the journey, <laughs> Colin. Dami. Uh, you recorded that, what, November of uh, 2020? Uh, I think he and I, I think he was the last one to record. Um, and I think it was like right before, uh, like I think it was the week of the final. Okay, so. No. Let, let we'll include the date in the show notes. Note that, yeah. Riley, please. <laughs> we know uh, that doesn't happen. But if you, uh, if you're not a uh decent spanish speaker understander um and you missed the usl argentina interview uh that will be besides our earlier in this year interview with dami will be a great place to catch up on dami vieter uh team of the week brace giver uh, yeah so hey. breaker yep uh I, I was I was good. I was uh, messaging back and forth with Blake Ballone's dad, uh, and he, because I had tweeted and said that I thought Ricky got robbed because he scored his first club goal and scored a nice goal, uh, and he said I think all the defenders got robbed. And I told him it's very similar to what Peter said last week about Rashid, that yeah. our defense is so good, yeah, that. When they have a standard good match, especially against a lesser opponent, I think that I think that they just like they expected them to be that good, and so then they're not going to reward them with a, anybody with a team of the week of performance, even though our defense looked really good again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for for a second week in a row, Blake has really stepped up and mm-hmm. contributed in a way that we were hoping that we'd be able to see uh, for, since this or since the announce uh, announcement of his loan. Yeah, and I, I said it last week, and it, it stays you the same Mala? this week. Mullen, yeah. <laughs> but my, my, my stance is still the same. For a kid that 
came in from a USL championship team on loan and didn't get playing time immediately for him to keep his head in the game and be ready and to step in for these two matches and play lights out both times. Like that just shows you the professional that he is and the player he is. Yeah, no, he stepped in with a maturity that I don't think anyone was expecting. And it has really, really helped us out um, when Dalton has not been able to, to be on the field. Um, And I'm, I'm excited to to see how he contributes to the rest of the season, especially with as many games as we have in October with that reschedule. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, no complaints from me. We we've got a candidate up for a goal of the week. Um, I believe it's a Golazo. It, it, am I saying that correct? Go Golazo. Golazo. Oh, okay. Um, oh, no. my boy smoked that ball though. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. That was knuckling so hard. Oh my god! It was it was not going in, and then it was definitely going in, and then it went in off the guy's hand. It was it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, again, Dami, fantastic work. Um, as, as they were the uh, what what were you playing? NCFC. Yeah. Their, their commentators were continually mentioning, or at least their color commentator was continually mentioning. Oh, he's being looked at Shout by M- to Austin Deleuze. Yeah, you know he's being looked at by MLS. Uh, you know he's he's definitely a player to watch, and sure as hell he was the player to watch. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, oh that's great. I that's I his love second. Commentators. That was his second banger this year too. Yeah, uh, he, Dami Dami's coming up big at the uh, key moments and you no, know, as Ben mentioned, breaking that, that goalless streak, the 380 uh, minute goalless streak. I don't need to hear the minutes. I just need to see the goals. <laughs> it's done. It don't matter no more. Yep. So uh, all you gotta do, all you gotta do to fix those, is just put Austin Poncho in the starting lineup. Yeah. Well, I mean, Poncho against <laughs> his old team. <laughs> this is, this is the first time Poncho has played his old team. That's true. That is true. So, uh, definitely, definitely worth uh, worth a rewatch if you haven't. And he looks though, great. Austin looked really good. Austin, yeah, I thought he had a good match. Austin has definitely been stepping up, um, and I think we're, we'll be seeing him a little bit more of him since uh, next bit of news here. Uh, Elma N four has been uh, suspended indefinitely from the team. Uh, we're, we're not going to break into that further. If you want, you can go online, check out the team statement on Twitter and yeah, find all Twitter. the Twitter.com has all the details you would ever need on this. A- exactly. So, um, but let's, uh, let's get to the last bit of news here, Ben. Yeah. We got a candidate for save of the month. It's not even candidate winner, winner, winner. Yeah, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep my time on Twitter.com to a minimum. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, uh, Rashida, Rashida won save of the month for absolutely beautiful save, uh, well deserved. Rashid, as anybody who follows this league knows, uh, running away with a uh, Golden Glove. Um, I mean, the fact it, twelve goals to nineteen right now is the the difference. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, huge, huge props to Rashid. He's been doing a fantastic job for the team. Uh, watching his growth, especially from last year, we talked about it on the last pod. It, 
it's fantastic to see him being recognized and you know congratulations Rashid. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's you know what's crazy? Um I had to go look to see which save it was. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't make that many. Well, I would have I would have thought it was the one against Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um but let's uh let's break down this NCFC game. Oh, what a game. I just had I had about as much fun watching a Union Omaha game as I've had in a couple months. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice when we score multiple goals and you're not worried about the outcome in the last like 15 minutes of the match. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked my favorite part I think was um, that their announcers kept talking about how great we were. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you know, I, I think if you talk about what the defining factor of a Union Omaha fan is, it's um, we're never satisfied with the amount of attention we receive uh, <laughs> and are constantly, being, are constantly being slighted by uh, really anyone in our ecosystem. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, just the, the, the like, I, I think one, obviously to get that kind of adoration was great, but two, I, I think they really both seemed very credible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, um, like one of the things I was really impressed with throughout the broadcast is how much they really knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they're credible when they're saying like, this looks like one of the best teams in the league, you believe them. And, you know, after you watch, let's say 380 minutes of goalless soccer, you maybe begin to doubt those things a little bit yourself. Um, and so seeing the team in, you know, their best possible form and then being complimented uh, almost nonstop by, um, the kind gentleman on television <laughs> made me feel great. How much of that do you think is the fact that uh, the golazo that we were just talking about happened in like what the fifth or sixth minute? Like, I, you know, I, I it's like when, when you're that when you're down that quickly, do you, are you just like, okay, yeah, this is a really good team? No, I mean, um, but that has not been happening to us. We've we've been scoring early and giving up goals, you know, middle of the way through pretty routinely. But, you know, but I'm just saying, as, as those announcers that no. obviously did their homework, and then it pays off immediately when they see Dami score an absolute banger again. And then they're just like, okay, this confirms everything we thought about this team. So then the rest of the game, it was really easy for them to heap praise on us, even though they were technically not. I mean, they were NCFC announcers, right? Uh, I, I'm going to say that they didn't do enough homework on the game. Listening oh to gosh, them, they did not. They did not. <laughs> they they were consistently surprised by our performance <laughs> in spots where, if you'd watched us any anywhere along, and I think a couple times, if I recall, um, I was mostly listening to the game while driving back uh, from my in-laws in Wichita. Uh, they they brought up like, oh, we haven't watched enough of this team uh, throughout That's the great. season. And I have to say the biggest praise I've heard about our performance that game was uh, from friend of the pod, although never actually been on the pod. We may have to change that. Ira Jersey uh, oh. put out a tweet and said uh, along the lines of I'm paraphrasing here because I can't remember if I switch apps on my phone with everything can go to hell. Uh, <laughs> but, how is anyone going to catch up to Union Omaha? Dang, yeah. 
And as we know from his coverage last year and the year before, um, and his non-coverage this year, because he has a USL2 team and a women's mm-hmm. side, that he knows what he's talking about. Oh, uh, absolutely. He knows how to analyze games very well. And that sort of praise from a guy like Ira, uh, I, I'm a, I, I was shocked when I saw that. And very not, happy. Not saying much, but I doubt anyone can or will catch at Union Omaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will. I will say too, Luke. I I watched the game the opposite way you did because I was still at my in-laws, uh, so I had the video on, but the volume was not very loud <laughs> because my in-laws were still eating dinner, and Cora and I were in the other room watching the game without them. Which I don't know if that made them mad or not, but my father-in-law does listen to the pod, so sorry, Dan. If that <laughs> shout out to Dan. That's right. Uh, other Thanks uh, for listening. Fun answer fact: All you really need to know, Ryan, is that at one point the announcers were like, "My gosh, Rashid Nuhu can kick the ball." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but- and you know, uh, Emir's last name got the. Uh, Home game at Warner Park treatment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ali well, well, they they do have a Bosnian player on their team, correct? They do? I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah. Which, uh, granted, half the time they were talking about was, I, I sorry, I... I not even going to try and remember off the top of my head a couple glasses in, but uh, their dual national U.S. Palestinian player who's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nazim Nazim or, no 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 it's, that's not it it's uh, N A Z M I uh, let's just call him Naz that's what that's what okay. I mean. <laughs> by, by sure. uh, but he's been playing since the Railhawk days he has MLS experience a very good player very seasoned player. This is his second to last game because this weekend uh, will be his final final match professionally. He's moving into a coaching role within their academy. Um, I, so, I also think he's getting a desk job. The way I read it is he's getting a desk job. Oh, yeah. So he's paid a lot more, uh, but he's also coaching. So, uh, <laughs> But, you know, he, he played a very good game, um, has had a great career with uh, NCFC, and you – know, Glad to glad to see him putting his all out against us and us still gladly handing it to him. Smoking him. Yeah, they just have like it, I just like it was like you. I felt like I stopped over at like somebody I didn't know super well's house, and they just had like a delightful family and like treated me with incredible hospitality. That's how yeah. I felt watching that game. Yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> I, I I can I can second that. Everybody was hugging after the, after the meal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I can't wait. Two hours can't wait ago. to go Come back. back next week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'd love to get down there for a game sometime. Um, I'm sure they're going to get uh, rele- one of the cathedrals of the game in the states, right? Yeah, I, I, oh, sure. I'm sure they're going to get relegated again. So who knows? Pro <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> real stand. That's 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 sad. Um, because like, I also think, I mean, they're obviously by a good margin, but 
I thought there were flashes of potential, and holy cow, TJ Camara or JT Camara is a really good player. Yeah, isn't he on? Yeah, they're loney. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, one of the things that I do like about these divisions is like there's not a lot of MLS players who are five three. But yeah. there's a lot of players in the USL who are 5'3", and he's one of them. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. He, this guy's short standing next to, like, you know, pick a guy on our team who is about my height. I was like, how tall must this guy be? <laughs> well, he's 5'3". <five>, <laughs> uh, but they had guys on loan there, uh, like, um, who was it? I think uh, Jackson was his last name. Um, yeah. And he looked great, too. Uh, he was on loan from... Minneapolis and he almost burned us pretty badly a couple of times. Blake had his hands full. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackson was, was fantastic. Uh, you know, he was definitely, definitely bringing it a lot harder than we were necessarily expecting on a team of teenagers. Uh, as the yeah. Um, I, I would say I was surprised that Kamara was on the bench as long as he was against us. Like, yeah, although you know, maybe maybe they were taking the uh, we're gonna lose approach, this. which is you know we're gonna take your punches for sixty minutes and then we're gonna put you guys on the back foot. Yeah, well, but- yeah, because if if they wouldn't have given up a fifth minute goal, and they could have held on, I mean, maybe the penalty still happens. But if you're only down one nil, uh, that penalty was soft. I, it I hate was. To say- oh my gosh, no, that was. was so soft. It was a soft. <laughs> it was soft, especially for USL League One. Because uh, it's Jersey, off for USL League One, we've had guys yeah. mugged in the box and not yeah. get a penalty, the, and that was like a, oh, I'm sorry, I bumped into you while getting tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, look, look, like Evan he barely missed the ball too. Yeah, right, like, like the goalkeeper clearly touched Evan. Yeah, Evan has Evan has to go down there. I, I don't uh, like, and in fact, if Evan doesn't go down there, do I ask him about it if I see him this week? Almost yeah. certainly, right? Um, like, I mean. At the same time, it like uh, Ricky was like had his jersey pulled almost off his body, yeah, in the yep. box on, a, and clearly impeding his run. Like that's the typical penalty experience in USL. Well, I, I mean, by the book, Evans is a penalty. By League One, definitely not. <laughs> right, like it's one of those like yeah, yeah, yeah. by League One experience. It's a goal <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like by our experience, we were like, uh, "What that?" Especially uh, on the end line like that, it's it, you never see him. It was Carly. It was contact, not playing the ball in the box. Right. Well, and how about how about Evan? It it wasn't as clearly tied to the first goal as I thought it was, but the ball went completely out of bounds enough that you could see it on camera, uh, and Evan kicked it back in, and play continued. <laughs> It's like it was like my daughter's rec league tonight. Ah, I like I, I think play on play on. Yeah, it like it's interesting in that like it always feels that like the refereeing is super conservative toward like we're gonna miss calls, but we're gonna miss so many calls we're never gonna make a call that's wrong. <laughs> and then this game was like, well, we're gonna go hard the opposite way. We're gonna just you know skip everything. Yeah, the inconsistency's been. I mean, we talked. Luke talked about it a lot last year too. I mean, it's just, it's the it's the level we're at. I mean, we've talked about it before. These guys are, are and the women, are, you know, both sides are all learning still. 
you know, and I think that's why they end up in our games because it's like you can make a mistake and yes, it pisses the fans off, but it it doesn't have as much of a, an impact as if you were on, you know, Fox or ESPN or whatever doing an MLS match. I, I will say um, there is a movement by the PRO refs to unionize and be a recognized union and PRO has shot that down. Now you got your goddamn unions. Cap, you know I'm not a pro-union guy. Uh, if anybody knows me personally, you know I'm not necessarily the biggest union fan. However, the reasoning behind it, uh, as put forward by, um, I can't remember what their uh, labor organization is called, but PRO's uh, labor organization, unrecognized at this point, moving forward and seeking recognition from the Department of Labor, it is for main point trying to standardize education and pay so that way they can retain and hire refs and train refs for an equal equal roughing experience across leagues imagine that i mean if the league's not going to do it and a union's looking to do it okay yeah i mean we got to get something it's just yeah. it gets it gets frustrating well and and like how can you hose a home team so badly? Like yeah. I realize we benefited, but like, can you imagine if that game had happened at Warner Park? Yeah, like, how angry we would be. And like, I, I, I think ref games should be refereed fairly anywhere they are. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it felt bizarre in that it felt like every major decision in that game went against the home team. Yeah, was that? Are we two for two on penalties now, though? Yeah, yeah. Because we've only gotten two in our entire existence, right? Exactly. Yeah. So 29, 29 games, 29 games between penalties, which means uh, there were 29 full games, which is a season and one playoff game without uh, a penalty called for us. Uh, Captain Sebas Contreras took the last one against Ford Madison. Yep. Which in was 2020. Won by EVD. Um, yes, it yes. was one by EVD because there was a little bit of a kerfuffle over who <laughs> took it. Yep, and then and who knows uh, I was if, pretty uh, sure he missed he had it. Taken it. Maybe he would have. Uh, maybe he would have won MVP. Maybe, 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 maybe those shirts uh, would have been fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the kiss of death. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I feel like we've broken this game down pretty well. Uh, one more, one more shout out. I was really impressed with uh, their winger number twenty six, uh, Cole Frame, who is you know eighteen years old. And was very impressive. I mean, who on their team isn't 18 or younger? <laughs> I know, but like, well, the, you know, 30-year-old guy, Naz. But well, uh, <laughs> No, he's like 40. He's been playing since the Railhawks, so he's got to be at least 40. Uh, no, they, no. they had to have him on the Real team because they had to have the, eight, the team average age had to be pulled up somehow. They had to have a guy like that. Well, he's gone, so it's going to be like average age of 12. Uh <laughs> Well, I uh, yeah, I got nothing but positive things to say. I mean, and I, uh, and shout out to Ricky on his first goal. That was great. Yes, that was awesome. And, and he looked he looked as good as he's looked in a Union Omaha shirt as well. Like he's yeah. was dangerous the whole time. Yeah, R Ricky came out there great. I I will say this: I'd feel better with a three nothing win if it wasn't against a team of teenagers. Yeah, I mean, but you got it. Like we played the goalless, 
we played amazing. However, <laughs> it was a team of teenagers. And I just want to see us do that well against the other team of teenagers, North Texas. Fair enough. Yeah, I just, I yeah. mean, you need get right games every now and then. it's It's like Nebraska last week with football, too. It's like, hey, you're playing an FCS team. You better blow them out. You need those things. Can you, uh, can you, uh, I, I, I don't recognize that team. Uh, sure. The team that plays uh, South. The other thing, team. though, I, I think the last time we played a group of 18 year olds, um, we did a 1 1 draw over 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we struggled equalizer. And now I realized yeah. that was, you know, um, I'm referring to the Bellevue game. Yeah. Uh, hey, like, they're, yeah, they're, they're, I, it was like 27. Yeah, yeah, 20, right, right. I was waiting for someone to make a joke that there were plenty of people over eighteen on that. Field. But, <laughs> but I, I, I think, I think the point remains on it is, uh, it was not a foregone conclusion, even though some people predicted it. It was not a foregone conclusion that they would go down there and win three nothing. No, no, not at all. No, no. Um, yeah, somebody did predict that. Uh, can you remind <laughs> us? Can you remind the the listeners who Ben? It wasn't me, but I still got a point. Can you remember who? <laughs> oh, I'd have to go check. I'd have to go check. Data dump. <laughs> Do a data dump on the number of exactos Lucas actually got. Me. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling I think up. it's three. Discord here. Uh, um, it was so, Luke. You guys know it's Luke, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. really he wouldn't be that, he wouldn't yeah. be talking about this that hard if it wasn't him so. yeah I, I don't even think he'd know if it wasn't Luke. No, no i wouldn't have paid attention except i was like wait 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 we've got two wait we got two oh shit we just need one more one more that got my exacto yeah yeah well i knew i i knew i'd missed my exacto in the seventh minute but yeah, well, you should you should have been uh, loving on Ricky's goal a little bit more then, since that's the one that got you over the hump. All right, yeah. JP's JP's service for that, uh, Ricky, absolutely fantastic first goal. Uh, you know, great little header in there. We working, we haven't scored a ton with our heads. If I was a little better at data dump, I could tell you how many have scored with their heads, but not that many. I mean, Dalton, he scored three. No, he scored one with his feet. Uh, he had his one BS offside at uh, New England, and that then was his hit, feet. That that was his feet. Uh, yeah. His his one against Madison was his head. Yep. Yeah, and unfortunately, his, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his one against Toronto was his head too. So yeah, he's had he's had two. Yeah, um, but, but was, I don't think our four only once counted. And, and on open yeah. play, right? Like that was an open play cross to a header. That's yeah, like yeah. kind of kind of what our entire team is built around on scoring those goals. So yeah. we, we would like, I would like to see more of them. I, I would love to see more of those. Um, I do like, I like Ricky as an energy sub too. that up front, a guy that can score goals and can come on off the bench and, and bring that kind of, you know, fight and tenacity up top is going to be beneficial down the stretch. Yeah. We, we, we definitely need that uh, going forward. Uh, but Ryan, why don't you lead us into, uh, into our next game? Next game, Saturday, September 11th. We have Toronto coming here. We don't ever have to go to Canada. That's kind of sad. I was actually looking forward to a road trip to Canada. You're looking forward to a Friday at 4 p.m. game in Canada? Yeah, nice weekend in Toronto. Like, Fair enough. I mean, Toronto's a great city. 
So uh, uh, you guys want to hear? You guys want to hear a fun Toronto story? We don't need always. to get. We don't need to get too uh, far into this. Yeah. But uh, I I was uh, a former Union Omaha player. Nathan Ani has been uh, was not starting early in the year mm-hmm. for Richmond, but has been playing more. I was like, oh, interesting. Like, what is he? You know, like I want to learn a little bit more. Like, where has he been playing? What's going on? Um, he started a game at forward in Canada. And what I can only assume is they did not have enough forwards who were able to make the trip. Uh, and so they're starting a central defender at forward. Now I'd be curious at the Nathan Ani at forward experience. Um, not curious enough to like go rewatch the game or anything, <laughs> but like, you know, you could, you could tell me that it's possible, but like, I'm glad we don't have to go to Canada. I don't know yeah. how many of our guys are able to get in uh, for whatever reason. And yeah, I think I mean, that, very glad we don't have to make that road trip and uh, not, you not know, to sign like three other Academy players so we can. Yeah. Well, also not to like pump up chat at all, but it's like how much different is like, is their game up there if they were able to take a full strength squad? Like, you know, and then I, I tweeted at Greenville. I was like, hey, thanks for stopping them up for us since that's who they beat three now. And it's, you know, h- how much is that hurting teams being not being able to take a full squad? And well, I mean, I think – Yeah, yeah, you go, ahead, you go ahead, Luke, since this is uh, – you're the longest-serving person on this pod, and maybe you're going to say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Chattanooga has an unfair advantage playing at Toronto. They played an entire season with no lights. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, that's really funny. I, I mean, I think like we're not gonna get vaccination, but right. I think at some point, like teams are realizing at certain sports that having vaccinated players is a competitive advantage, right? Like that, you can see that oh. happening in the NFL right now. Well, um, and, like. Tormenta after last year, the entirety of their staff and players are vaccinated. Yeah. So, you know, they have no problems going to play in, well, in Canada. So what, what I'm saying, well, Ryan, is I don't, it's not like we're giving too much credit to Chattanooga for why they're not able to bring a full strength squad to Canada. No, I'm just, I, I'm saying though, that it becomes more, it could become more of a competitive advantage for Toronto of, of knowing that you're probably going to have teams that aren't going to be able to bring a full team at all. Um, However, they're home games away already. Yeah. Yeah. True. No, I, I, you know, it's, uh, it's, if we win the league by one point, sure. People can come back on us and uh, say that we got that one, one fixture easier than everybody else did. I mean, the reality is too, like Toronto not is not exactly like, blowing the doors off people or anything either so it's not like it's not like chattanooga went up there and got beat two nil or something i mean it it was a draw you know so i mean it's not like it's not like it was that much of a of an advantage in in the long run and and then what we played them what their second game back third game back nobody knew how good they were at that point right yeah yeah and i mean they loaned out a lot of guys to some solid sides last year uh Scottish second and first tier CPL, which CPL has been doing very well. Um, Pacific 
kicking the crap out of uh, Vancouver in the Canadian Cup. Uh, no, just Let's, saying. I'm ready for the. I'm ready for the. Uh, you know how they do like the MLS League M- Liga Emekis, uh like Ooh. crossover series. I'm ready for the Canadian League USL League One crossover series. No, no. See, it'd be championship because they are a first tier. They can't like uh, soil their britches by uh, by by coming to play in League One. What you're saying is they can't uh, face the humiliation of losing to Union Omaha. Uh, I'm just saying I I don't want to have to choose who to cheer for between the Wanderers and Union Omaha. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Me neither. Yeah. Is uh, there uh, anything about this match that we're, like, dying to see? Besides I'm three points. to see Garrett McLaughlin in person. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see what our lineup is. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is one where Jay could again, experiment. Um, uh, I don't think he needs to, I think we're pretty close to match fit. Uh, we have all the guys we need to, um, able to play. I think you could potentially see a lull on the bench. Yeah. That's the only experimentation I want to see in this game. Yeah. I think this um, is one... I, I want to see a full, I want to see a full yep. strength lineup. Like there is only one truly weak team in this league and we just played them. Let's, let's roll out our best lineup and give the fans at home a show. Well, well, and I also want to see them be able to play one game at home together where they can gel against a team that is not exactly the best on the road before you go back to Dallas to play North Texas, which is probably in the month of September, our toughest match is, is at, is at North Texas. So, I'd rather have those guys that if it's the same 11 these next two weeks, I'd rather see that. I, I think we're going to see um, a lot more 60 minute subs than we might normally have. Um, I, I think we're going to be resting some guys. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. Cause Jay is like against the concept in general. I, uh, <laughs> by the way, did you guys like, this is an aside, but I really am curious your opinions on this. Greg Berhalter doesn't make subs until the 89th minute. As a Union yeah. Omaha fan, what like does being an Omaha Union Omaha fan change your reaction to that moment, or are you nope. still absolutely infuriated and ready to fire Greg Berhalter? Uh, I was Berhalter screaming out. at my phone. Berhalter out. Uh, I, yeah, I will I was, say. Uh, driving, driving north, and I asked Susie like what minute we were at, and she's like fifty six. I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna make a couple subs like fifty nine, sixtieth minute, and, and sure as hell, sure, sure as hell, we did. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, but I feel like if Jay was coaching the national team, he would not have brought in subs any earlier. I mean, maybe five minutes <laughs> earlier, but like, I, I don't know. No, I, I think Jay has been better about subbing than he was last year, which is interesting because we have a longer season and less compact schedule. Right. Um, I think we got a much deeper team this year, though. Uh, yes and no. I mean, we're playing more games, so if a guy gets injured and is out for four weeks, we're still in the same spot. Uh, last year – you kind of force a guy through a little bit of an injury because it's a short season. 
Um, all right, here we go. You guys want some sub stats here? And sub it. One, we've uh, we've made sixty nine substitutions on the year. Nice. nice. Uh, we're averaging uh, three point eight three subs a game. Okay. Don't love that. The minimums two uh, against Richmond kickers away. We've done five, four, five, six times, including two of the last three games. I mean, I think I think Toronto is another match where you you need to use four, all five subs. Uh, I think leading up to North Texas, if we're not using all five subs, we're being irresponsible. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I I I think currently, if you have the players which I think we do, I think it's irresponsible not to, well, I don't know about that on all five, but like, I I think in general, certainly at the U S men's national team level, right? Like the bench is deep enough. Why aren't you using all five subs strategically? I thought Canada did a great job of using all five subs strategically in that game. Um, Hey, we're not talking good about Canada this week. (laughs) I know, I know, but, but, Either way, I think you have to be using those strategic. Like, I think the difference between three and five is significant. And it's such that if the other team isn't making defensive substitutions, you should be able to overwhelm their back line with fresh attacking talent. Ben? Well, and I, I think we have. Especially at this now. level in this time of year. Ben, say the word strategery. Strategery. <laughs> strategery. <laughs> No, I and I think we with Ricky. I mean, if you start Evan and and Greg up top with Ricky and the way Austin's been playing, you have a couple of guys that if they're not making defensive subs, if Toronto can't or won't, then you have two guys that can go in there and at least cause a little bit of havoc and maybe you know Nick another well, you goal. Have, you have Nick Firmino. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and and inevitably you have some combination. You have some other midfielder of high quality, Amir, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, what, what position? Striker. What position does he play? <laughs> <laughs> Even the Twitter account, their Twitter account said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, all of them, in. all of them that don't include gloves. Uh, yet, yet. Well, well I mean, he hasn't played third, in the cold there's yet. There's a third goalkeeper joke in there somewhere, we're, but we're going down to North Texas for the first time this season. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, there's an opportunity. Uh, I personally, I think we're going to see Austin and Greg start up top. Okay. You, you know, I like the idea of Austin starting. I I thought Austin always has looked better starting. Oh. That's such bullshit. Sorry. Uh, in the last game, Austin definitely looked better starting than he has coming on in any appearance that I can remember. Yeah. And he he scored a goal the last time he started, which was that game in Fort Lauderdale at the end of our last scoreless yeah. streak. And he looked great in that game too. No, it he's been coming on. He's been getting more minutes. And I think it has been helping our team a lot more than, than it has necessarily been apparent. I'd like to see him start because I'd give uh, Evan the rest and put Evan on North Texas as a starter. Um, so play him 40, play him 30, 40 minutes um, at, at home this week instead of full 90. Then, then bring him on as a starter, give him 60 in North Texas. 
I, I think that sets us up very, very well for that game at uh, Morrison on the 25th. I can, I can get behind that. Yeah, I, I've been I, saying I, this is a 10 point month. If you can yep. get, if you can get a draw out of a draw out of the North Texas match and we get a win at Morrison, you're sitting pretty going into October. Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions for this game. Two nothing. I can't you say that. Toronto like that. <laughs> no, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling good about the team now. All right. All right. Uh, and uh, history would indicate. Well, Ryan, you go ahead and you go ahead and say your thing, Ryan. I was going to say two nil as well, so it, it worked out. What about what about you, Luke? I'm feeling three nothing again. Um, so the last right. time we scored three goals in a game, we scored three goals in the next game too. Yeah. Okay. So, if history serves yeah. us well, I I think I think the team was in a funk. I'm going to go ahead and believe they're out of a funk. They want to perform at home. The te- the team has got to be hungry at home. Um, they've done pretty well when they've been had off field distractions. You know, I think it's not even going to be a blip on their radar. What's happened this week. Um, I mean, we want the funk. Got to have that funk. Yeah. We're going to give them the funk. Yeah. Uh, so we're all predicting a win. What it, are you it, predicting? What's your scoreline, Luke? I said three, nothing. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, uh, not a bad, that's not a bad call. I, I'm going to let it ride. Mm, uh, love it. Personally, I, I think we're we're going to see uh, our guys working a lot harder, getting closer to the end of the season, more games at home. The game at Morrison, I think, is going to be absolutely on fire, uh, not just from Greg scoring goals, but in general, I'm really expecting a lot of Omaha to come out for that. Uh, if you have friends, family, who've I'm going to text basically every family I know and be like, here's the deal. Like you buy a ticket. I will make a deluxe experience for you and your children. And I, mean, I will feed you. I, I think that is a very easy thing to, to promise. Um, I'm pretty sure parliament is going to be setting up at a pregame location in North downtown area near Ameritrade um, location, TBD. So hey, it, um, it's a great, great time for all of Omaha there. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know you are. I think, I think that stadium too. I mean, it just is so much more conducive for the noise. Mm. <laughs> I just think it, we're going to sound, it's going to sound so much louder and I, it, it's going to be so different for Tucson from what they saw in Warner Park. Yeah. I, do you think it'll be that much louder? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because we're closer to the field. Everybody's closer to the field. It, it's bowl. The bowl is closer together. Uh, Fair enough. I suppose watching Bug Eaters games there is a bad example. Yeah. Of noise. I, I've seen Creighton there twice, and I've seen state championship soccer there once. Uh, and I, I guess I would have had no real perspective on how loud things are well, in 2013. Consider Parliament drumline, and they're on grass. Yeah, put them on. And, yeah, and they're going to be on top of a concrete wall. 
Yeah. And and UA is going to be likely in according to Peter anyway for having all the supporters groups. A lot. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're adding what another five drums into that. Yeah. It's gonna. I mean, I think we're gonna be a lot. I mean, I've been to some Creighton matches where it wasn't full, but they had drums going and stuff, and it was loud in Morrison. Yeah. With three thousand people, so I can only imagine what it's gonna sound like if we had five or six thousand in there. Yeah. Um. Moral of the story, friends, family, acquaintances, people you met on the street, bring them out for the 925 game at Morrison. Uh, tickets available. At- yeah, I mean, I'd go ahead and say, like, if there are people that you have felt uncomfortable inviting because, you know, you don't want to ask them to make that kind of time commitment for a drive. Perfect opportunity for it. Uh, you know, first date, take them out to hook and line before go to a union Omaha game. You know, you're done. Pretty solid tacos. Date. Yeah. yeah. Perfect date. That's great. Ride a, ride a, ride an electric B-cycle. There's a B-cycle station right in front of Morrison stadium. Uh, I mean, you could ride made, a, a sure that one happened over from orbit. I mean, exactly. Just get yeah. off at uh 16th under the smokers porch there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's almost like I planned for this. I mean, I, I appreciate all the work you did when you were a uh, director of uh, Beastable. Um, uh, ben. They're doing much better now without me, let me tell you. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> ben, I, I hear you have one, one last question for us. Oh, my gosh, guys, I've been dying to ask this. Who gives a hoot? We do. We do. 